0: You're listening to She Well Read.
1: Get ready to be part of a community that is dedicated to helping you become the most well-read version of yourself through reading.
0: On this show, we hope to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of self-care while increasing your knowledge on various topics. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show hello everyone and welcome to another episode of she well read you know my name is alana and today we are here with our good friend Hyleem, who is the host of her show i'm gonna i think i'm saying this right what it's wtf spot it's what the f style. what the f style. I was like yes. i knew i was gonna mess this up yeah yes. okay but yes that is her show, and she is also a bomb-ass photographer. If you're <laughs> in the Birmingham area or are looking for a travel photographer, she is the one you need to hit up. But we're going to get into all of the things in a second, but welcome, Hyleem. Thanks for having me. Honestly, when y'all reached
2: out, when Samra, like, dm me, I was like, what? Me? They love me? I <laughs> I'm so, I'm so honored. I, I'm so happy to be here. I I love y'all both so much. So I'm really love excited. You.
0: Um, Hyleem and I actually were RA's together back at good old UAB. So we got way back, girl. We got way back. <laughs> um. Okay, but tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Okay. Well, I'm Haileem, As you know, I'm a Scorpio. I'm just gonna. I I <laughs> don't even know what that means i'm a photographer well mostly like weddings and elopements um photographer based in birmingham alabama good old home sweet home but um i do travel everywhere like i did i did come back from hawaii early this week so that was fun i'm just living life doing photography i was born in korea i'm korean my parents are korean and um, I was raised in Ecuador. So I moved to Alabama like five years ago for college at UAB where I met both of these ladies. But yeah, life's been great. Um, photography's been great. Actually, today, it hit me this morning. I was like, today is my one-year anniversary since I started photography. Oh my God, congratulations, okay. Haley. Yes, congrats. Wow, it's been a whole year already. Right? Yeah, it That's has. That's crazy. That really yeah. flies, dude. It almost kind of feels like it's been forever, but also not. So it's like, wow, it's already been a year, but also, wow, has it only been a year? It's it's kind of one of those, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, See? we're about to hit to three years in July on the podcast. And I'm like, excuse me, what? Has it been three years already? Yeah, I
2: remember when I when I first saw y'all's announcement, like that y'all are starting a
0: podcast, and that was already wow, right? I know it's like time just flies when you're having fun, man. Yeah, for real. As corny as it sounds, <laughs> right. not for real. It's so true. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, and like we said, Hylian's a bomb photographer. So, what made you choose photography? Well, here's the spiel. So I
2: wasn't college for kinesiology. I got I got my degree in kinesiology and exercise science and I was on my way towards like working towards PA school. And um not gonna lie, I didn't get an interview, which was kind of surprising because I thought there were like good chance of me getting in at least an interview, you know, but I didn't, but I think it was kind of like a silver lining that I didn't because that's exactly around the time I um started photography and I had really gone like head on with photography because honestly I was I kind of had a quarter life crisis around last year like around the same year cuz I started a year ago. And I actually called my wedding photographer. Like she just kind of became a really good friend of mine. So I got married of March of last year, so it was kind of around the same time. And um, I was just freaking out because I really didn't know what to do with my life. Um, PA wasn't just really in my heart. Um, At this point, like I hadn't known that I hadn't gotten into PA school. So like I was still kind of adamant about it. Um, So I talked to her on the phone and she was like, listen, I think you have the personality to become a photographer. Um, I know you're creative. And so she just kind of told me, like, just give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, then, you know, you at least tried. So I was like, okay, bet. Um, So my husband, Noah, he sent he bought me like a camera kit, just like a Canon Rebel. Like it's just a really simple camera. And I picked it up. And exactly a year ago, for the first time, I had my very first session. I asked my best friend couple to like model for me. We went downtown and we were just having fun. And that that's that. And photography, because like I've always been a creative person. And like in college, I felt like that creative side was being suppressed because I was always sitting behind a desk, you know, learning science, which isn't always the most fun um so I really kind of needed a breath of fresh air with creativity and photography is just like a really good creative job but also where you can make like actual income from it um so yeah like it all just kind of worked out and photography has been great y'all like I I freaking love it
1: yeah that's such an amazing story. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. And really relatable, too, because especially at UAB, I feel like everybody came in as pre-med or, mm-hmm. you know, just science, yeah, general, to be honest, because it is yeah. medical school. Right. So. And then you get in and you, like, see people who, like, this is their life and they really, you know, have... You know, I guess it's a spectrum. So mm-hmm. there are some people who've like grown up wanting to do this their whole life. They've never wavered, and they just like are full steam ahead. And then, you know, some of us are still trying to like figure it out, kind of as we're going through our classes and each semester. It's like things get right. a blurrier or clearer, or yeah. you know. And I feel like there's so many moments where, I mean, I changed my major several times. It's a miracle I graduated in almost 40 years, to be honest. But I hopped around a lot because I couldn't figure out what I liked. And ultimately, I'm happy with where I ended up. But for you to take the leap, and I mean, it's just such a jump because I jumped from like finance to marketing. Mm -hmm. But you jumped from kinesiology to A creative job and almost like being an entrepreneur and not even almost you are an entrepreneur you're you know running your own business yeah that's freedom but it's also very um scary because you don't have anyone else to blame but yourself if it doesn't go well you know there's so many things on the line
2: yeah yeah no like when I first started photography like I, f- I feel like a lot of people think being a photographer is just going places and taking pictures and that's that. But like there is such a big entrepreneurial aspect to it that you just never see online or like Instagram because they're, they are like the things that you just don't see, you know. Um. So that that's been a learning curve. But I've definitely like been so lucky to have surrounded myself with some amazing photographers, not just locally, but literally all over the place. Like I have friends in freaking Colorado, Utah, just like everywhere, um that have just really supported me, given me advice, you know, whenever I have I have questions on like bookkeeping, keeping and the business side things um they have really answered all my questions and just
0: given me a lot of support in that so that's beautiful yeah yeah and I think that's so important especially in like these creative communities Mm -hmm. because everybody's low-key trying to figure it out and yeah having people who have been in it before and can kind of at least get your foundation started I think is super important and then like you kind of carry yourself the rest of the way and like kind of figure out how you want to do things right because like
2: you know like not everyone can like spoon feed everything and you everything and just like tell you what to do exactly and because like you're my business is different than anyone else's business so like it's just kind of lay the foundation like you said and just kind of figuring it out from there but like I really couldn't do it without like all my friends truly like it's been great I freaking love them okay. Where are That's so is that awesome.
1: part of what um kind of inspired you to start the what what the f stop podcast
0: Oh, what a segue! <laughs> Man, <laughs> and I will always shout this out when we do <laughs> interviews. Sam you're like, so good at that stuff. Girl, you're, you're like, like, you're just a period. You're she, just down, a down like, she, downs, she down, she she down, them, and I'm just like, um, no, you're so good at it. And he's, no, for real, like, you just connect
2: these. Y'all so sweet. What a good. Segue. Anyway, oh, like you. Said, podcast.
1: podcasters all around, so that really just ultimately, like, immediately made me think of, like, oh, did she meet them, like, through her yeah. podcast? Or how did yeah. all of these people from all across, you know? And, like, no, your, your show started. started.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so um, I've always, you know, like, I got really big on podcasts. I feel like a lot of people during quarantine, like, really started listening to podcasts, and I realized how much I, re- like, enjoy them, And at that same time, I started realizing like there's so many things I would love to talk about that are outside of photography that I don't really want to talk to with my clients per se. You know, there's ugly parts about photography that I feel like a lot of photographers just never really share on social media because like they do have a business to think about and like you don't want to talk about certain things on your stories or social media that your future clients might see and they're like ugh oh, just kind of not really put a bad taste in your mouth but it just really doesn't I feel like it doesn't really belong a place where you're like sharing your business so i was like i really behind the scenes like obviously as photographers we have all these crazy stories and i'm just like i feel like not just locally but people around like even just the country would love to hear these crazy stories and be able to relate to us and even like learn from our mistakes so i was my friend sydney who is my co-host of what the f stop um we literally started making this podcast the first time we met like she posted on her story like because she was located in tennessee and she had just recently moved back home to birmingham and she was like uh i'm like new to birmingham as a photographer and i would love to build a community around here like let me know if you want to grab coffee and i really don't remember how i started following her but i saw that and i was like oh she seems like such a fun person like i want to grab coffee and get to know her and so i slid up and i was like let's get coffee let's hang out and We finally did. And the first that coffee date, we were both talking about how much we want to start a podcast. And we were like, wait, me too. Like, so we just kind of started talking about, like, why don't we do it? Like, let's just do it, you know? So right there, we started thinking about a name for our podcast. We kind of laid the foundation on, like, what all we would love to talk about. And build a community like we really do we're like big in you know including everyone in our podcast so like we even have a form that fellow photographers or even just like wedding vendors as a whole because like we're talking about the wedding industry that can like fill out the form and just talk about their wild crazy stories and hence the name like what the f stop F-stop is a setting in your camera. So
0: that's where that came from. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Because I was like, that's so interesting. I wonder how they came up with the like I got the what the F. And yeah, now just click. Yeah, for the non-photographers
2: out there, F-stop is just one of the settings that you can mess around with on your camera. Um, hence WTF stop so so creative yeah literally love it i feel
1: like the wedding industry itself is an untapped reality tv show market because they love to do everything leading up to the wedding and i mean they do have a few but i feel like i was gonna say girl i can put you on (laughs) but like have you seen because you would know lana okay are there any photography photographer like wedding photography show
0: like behind the scenes of the photographer they're not it's always behind the scenes of like the wedding as a whole or like the bridezilla or like yeah the people involved in the wedding but not the behind the scene like the real behind the scenes stuff so you're right yeah I, I feel it's... like that is yeah it's like y'all get
1: the real ditch of what yeah he is behind the scenes especially because you're trying to like Corral everyone and make everyone you know you're trying to capture the best
2: day of their lives, and that was also part of it, like on Instagram, we share all the beautiful stuff, the perf picture perfect sceneries of these beautiful weddings, but really in the background, there's some shit going on, you know, like you don't see it, so we're like okay let's let's be real, let's be authentic, and like let's share these insane stories that like Maybe a photographer listening might encounter in the future and they'll listen to our advice and other people like other photographers advice and they'd be able to, you know, deal with it a little better than probably what how we could have, you know, so.
0: Well, speaking of and, you know, we love a good segue. Do you in your past year of being a photographer, do you have a story you could tell us like a quick one? Oh, well,
2: okay. Well, do I? I'm trying to think. I I don't know, like, in what aspect I would like to go. Like, I don't know if I want to share, like, anything that includes, like, the bride or... Hmm, I'm trying to
1: think. I mean, I did share... huh is it touchy
2: we don't want to you know pressure there is like a touchy one but i'll just share uh, (laughs) like this one story it was kind of crazy um not too crazy i i already shared this on our podcast Um, but basically it was the first wedding that I ever had the chance to shoot at. And it was like a big deal for me because like I had been wanting to get into photography and weddings specifically. And my friend, um, now my friend, I didn't know her back then. Um, I asked to second shoot for her and, um, I basically showed up at the wedding without Basically, my camera. I didn't show up with like my batteries, but if you don't have your batteries, you don't, your camera has no use. So I basically showed up to a wedding with nothing I can shoot with. Um, but Noah came to save the day and he dropped off the batteries to the venue. So he really saved my ass in that. Let me I just
0: say that. Let me just say this I met Noah when Hileen and Noah were dating in college. Oh, and yeah, did y'all start is- dating in college? Yeah. Oh, like, what? So so you still, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure like
2: you would you would like let
0: him up when he Yeah. Was, like, yeah. When like when he, he like did it, I was just like, go up, I don't care. Yeah, but, <laughs> did you know that was her future husband? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, But I wanted to say that I knew Noah was the one and that he was a good man because it was one night and it was super late. We used to work in Denman Hall, which if y'all don't know Denman, if you didn't go to UAB, it's the the worst dorm on campus. You're really (laughs) not missing out on much if you don't know Denman. You don't. But that also means we got roaches bad. And there was this one night where... I had gotten a roach and I, at the time now I'm like better about roaches. Like I'm like, oh, okay, let me go get the raid. But back then I was like terrified. And I had called Hyleen because I knew I had just sent Noah up. Noah yeah, yes. Roach in my room. Dude, I remember that. That was so funny. Came and hunted the damn thing down and like <laughs> He had to like get off the couch because it was like on the ceiling. And like, it was this whole thing.
2: Dude, and you lived right above me. So yeah. I heard all that like commotion. It was so funny. And then yeah. he he came down to my room and I was like, how'd it go? Like I heard all this stuff. And I was like, um, I mean, it was fine, but they were like, it was so funny. That's so funny. I, I haven't thought about that in a really
0: long time. No, I will if, always forever remember. That is like my number one member. I was like, he a real one for that. He really is. He a real <laughs> one for sure. That's so hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Throughout
1: this whole episode, I feel like I just keep getting confirmation that Noah's amazing. Noah is it's the go. Yeah, Laps it is. No, really no, love one. him. <laughs> Really, I just thought it was so smart that you have a separate platform where you can like vent and have a community for people to, you know, also just share their trauma, their horror stories. Like you said, all the ugly parts of, pod- mm-hmm. or of photography. yeah because I think that social media, like one of the issues is that everything looks so perfect on the outside that it makes us feel some type of way. If we're not, you know, living up to the standard of what is popping right now on Instagram, I feel like there's a new, you know, like trend every week that you're like supposed to be keeping up with. And some of us are just like,
2: you know, that's not my journey right now. (laughs) Yeah. And especially like it's photography, like it's part of our job, right? Like it's like you're sharing photos on social media and you're taking these photos as like a professional job. So like there is a lot of pressure into like making the feed look cohesive and like matching the colors. Like a lot of that has so much to do with like keeping it so aesthetically pleasing especially as a photographer because you are that's how you get clients you know like you want it to look good so that you can get these clients um so we just wanted a platform where we could just relax in our pajamas and just really let loose and just talk about whatever the hell could we want Um and just vent so that's how it all started. Yeah, love it. I love the premise.
1: And um, how many shows have y'all released so far? So one. Okay, I was like, I think that I'm behind, but
2: yeah, because I I, yes, you can put it into the first one. So here's the thing: we recorded our second episode like three weeks ago. Okay. But we haven't had time to edit it. Yeah, because y'all are like running a business. <laughs> yeah. You're so like, busy. Yeah, and we are still trying to like get, understand the technical side of it because there is, we do upload our um, episodes on YouTube too. So there is also a video aspect of it. So connecting The audio and the video like it has been a really big learning curve um but we are planning to get this out hopefully by the end of this week and then once we kind of get the ball rolling we do want to shoot for a new episode every week so we'll see where it goes
0: girl you don't have to explain technical issues to us we know (laughs) we know them all y'all know y'all already (laughs) know and still face new ones all the time yeah i'm sure we like tried to
2: record our first episode and took us a lot longer than we thought we literally met four different times to record the first episode because we just couldn't figure it out we had the wrong equipment we didn't have the right equipment so it was a whole thing but we have the right stuff, obviously, because we were able to do the first episode <laughs> um so we'll we'll see we'll see you know <laughs> you're like I know it we have it we just
1: gotta make it work for us so yeah fit yeah. it into we'll the schedule there.
2: yes and like, we can try to help where we can um, yeah a lot we, of she gave me a few like like the links to like the stuff that you use so like I've girl you help me out okay and
0: you no, know I'm here that's, is that's what I was about to say that's why we, we were because she had asked me when they first started and I was like we too are trying to figure out the binary right. <laughs> it's not as easy as it sounds honestly
2: that's so like we st- also, one of the things that like why we wanted to start a podcast so is like let's do it. It's not that hard. Uh, right. but, yeah, uh, yeah. To keep it up, and the thing
1: is, it's like so much learning. But the learning curve, like you said, probably like same with photography. Once you can get past like learning the f stop and the
2: right, I don't know, other right. like technical terms. the focus, <laughs> the, the yeah.
0: passions, everything aperture shutter speed yeah that's a big word for elmo (laughs) oh (laughs) my god bro no i love that no it's just hard to get over
1: the first that hump because it's yeah
0: i don't know it's just hard to start stuff i think yeah, but like, it's even harder to keep it going, I feel. I feel like if you keep yeah. it going, like that just shows like commitment and effort and like learning. Uh, because I think the thing with podcasts nowadays, like you said, it's easy to start but it's even harder to maintain. And that's yeah. why you see so many podcasts or people who start podcasts where they're like, oh, I'm going to start this show. And like they release a few episodes mm-hmm. and then drop off the face of the earth. So good. Right. Right. And that's you're in the right direction. You're you want to keep going. Sorry. Keep yes. <laughs> yeah, we were. I was kind of
2: like worried about that, too, because we had gone three weeks without posting anything. So I was like, are we going to be one of those podcasts that like we're so hyped up for the first episode? and I mean we had recorded the second one and I knew at least the second one was gonna come up but like you know we we both had gotten so busy with our other yeah you know photography stuff so I was like I really hope that doesn't happen but yeah that it is kind of I'm sure it'll be a challenge for us to like keep it going but
0: yeah, yeah, I got this. I love it. Yeah. I mean, even with like Sam and I working nine to fives and like I'm yeah. in school and Samra has cross dress and like it's just life. Like when you're not doing this like a hundred percent of your time, mm-hmm. it's really hard to like balance it all. So that's yeah. why I think it's like awesome when people like when you can and like I think the great thing about being like the owner of it or the creator of it is you get to set your own schedule with yes. it too. Yeah, to make it work for you. Mm. No, just by like, Samra and I have seasons of our show for a reason.
2: Yeah, that's so smart, honestly. Cause like, you could, you just need a break sometimes, you know? I really like, do. Maybe we, maybe we'll start doing seasons. I know we just started, but like, I'm already thinking about taking a break. Let's, no, you gotta I think mean, about those things. You have to plan it out. Yeah, for that's real. So, that's really
1: smart. Would you say like the summer is your busier season type thing or like what's your busy season?
2: Busy season is like fall because everyone wants to get married in the fall and like um, early spring, at least like in Alabama, just because mm-hmm. the weather is just so perfect in the fall. Yeah. Um, but I know a few photographers that aren't busy in the summer at all because they don't want to shoot in the Alabama heat. So, Period. maybe we'll have to do it in the summer. Just stay in a nice, cool, air-conditioned room and not have to worry about going to some random field, being you know, sweaty. So,
1: yeah, like give you some time to breathe. Type, thing.
2: yeah. I hate the summer. I hate being outside in the heat. So I'll just, you know, at that point, I, love I don't- yeah. yeah, I don't I- take sessions.
0: <laughs> I love that. Or like upcharge for it. This is yes. heat, this is a heat wave charge right here. For real. The warming charge. Yes. <laughs> charge. charge it to Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Charge it to Joe. But literally, because I heard this morning on the newsworthy podcast that temperatures right now all of, all across the US and all across the world are like 10 degrees higher than usual, like right now. Yeah.
1: So I was, you know, I'm planning this well, not me planning it, but like I'm we're trying to go and visit my um like I guess the parent the country where my parents were born in and just like or my lineage from all this stuff. But because of the heat wave, it's affecting Africa so much that like there's a food shortage and a water shortage and all of these, you know, it's so that difference in heat over there changes things so much that I don't even think we're going to be able to go, to be honest, because I don't want to – that's where we're at. It's like we don't want to put more strain on a country that's – you know, like, they live there, and they need the resources more than some random tourist coming in.
2: Yeah. But, like, you're already doing your part with cross-dressing. Like, I know (laughs) – like, it's – like, I when I saw that, like, that's so – I think when you first started, I hadn't really like understood that concept of kind of like, it's kind of like a consignment, right? Like what you do is kind of like you yeah. picked um, pieces that you really like. And I really love, love that because like, especially now, there's like so much landfills with all these fast fashion clothing and it really does affect climate change so like when i when i saw you doing that i was like yes ma'am we love we love taking care of the environment thank you so much
1: thank
2: you girl no
1: literally i just um i have learned so much just by just like this podcast like just trying to do it as much as i can but at the same time you know it's just like hard to balance everything it's taught me so much about how much I actually enjoy like the fashion process and creative things and even the business side of it because now that my partner is helping me with it he is like such a big creative person that I'm realizing that I really love the shooting like the content side of it but he's really invested in like the creation of each piece and so I think it's good because we're, we're just going to elevate and like get that much better. But, um, um, I don't know. It's like you just don't know what you're good at until you try it. And like how me. Alana, like she loved podcasts. And so now she's, you know, producing our podcast and realized that she actually really enjoys that. And that could be something in her future. So I feel like you taking that path to like buying that camera or like, receiving that camera <laughs> whatever but like, out to Nella. right like picking up and doing the things that you like talk about or think about in your head sometimes that might not be the that spot you're supposed to be but it's gonna take it's like in your path to mm-hmm. get to get through that to like find whatever it is so yeah that's beautiful that um honestly i'm trying to think of any other questions
0: oh well Oh, not as well at the same time. No, go ahead, Lorna. Well, because, you know, it's Asian American Heritage Month. And so uh, we wanted to ask, what is it like being a photographer of color? And has it ever been considered a strength or a weakness in your opinion? Or like, do you have any advice for women who look like you in your industry or like in the creative industry in general? So.
2: I think personally, okay, so like I mentioned, like I grew up in Ecuador and so my whole life I had been, I I had experienced like racism my whole life, especially in Ecuador. They have this big, they're very racist against Asians specifically. And so I had experienced and just kind of grown up with it my whole life and kind of almost learned to tune it out or just ignore it. Um, So when I came here, and especially when I started photography, it is a very white dominated field. Um, You don't see a lot of um, photographers that are people of color. Um, It is very white dominated. And so when I first started photography and started shooting at these weddings, um, I always do have this kind of thought in the back of my mind, we're like, okay, what if they're not very welcoming because I'm Asian, um, because I'm, you know, I'm not white, especially because like all these weddings I have shot at have been predominantly white weddings. But I think also it's also been kind of like a strength in a way because it has like allowed me to be more like, I understand different cultures better. And when I walk into a space, I'm not very like single-minded when it comes to different cultures in weddings. You know, like we are in like a melting pot country. There's a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds. And so I feel like I just have a better understanding of different cultures and different backgrounds. So I think in a way like that has allowed me to be a better photographer because like that helps me to capture certain moments better and capture um I don't know it's it's been a pro and con but I know like my experiences aren't the same with any other photographers that are a person of color so like I necessarily like I haven't necessarily experienced racism like like bad per se since moving to Alabama but I'm just kind of speaking for myself and I know like racism exists and especially with COVID racism against Asians have gotten worse so I do I have been trying to play my part in raising awareness on that and not just for Asians but Black people and like any other person of color but I love My background. I love my culture. It really, truly has brought me to where I am today. It's given me so many opportunities, and so yeah, I think the good, the bad also kind of comes. It turns into a good in my mind. I try to put like a positive spin in those things. So it's it's been it's been all right. But I know like my experiences aren't the same with any other photographers so
1: I think you are the first Asian photographer that I've met well that may be a lot no I think that could no. be true I
0: know there for really me it's like a lot yeah when you I said like, that I like familiar. it Maybe. yeah when you said it I like I just really thought I was like wow they really are like most of the time it's like a white photographer Why I know a lot of black photographers because I seek you know, the minority Mm -hmm. because I want to uplift them. But I didn't even think about the fact that like I really don't see or like even in like I'm just thinking of all the other cultures and I'm like, I don't really see them a lot or like represented in photography.
2: Yeah.
1: So and a part of it may be the the way that so many first generation Americans or just other cultures in general may not value photography because it is in the creative field. Yeah, and I, I think that that boom, that's it. I that was all the age. Yeah,
2: another thing. Like when I first told my parents that I wasn't probably going into PA, my mom, my dad, they were very upset. And I think, like, I don't, I don't know about any other different cultures, but like at least Asian cultures it is very like important to have like this quote-unquote traditional job or quote-unquote stable job and my dad literally said photography is a hobby you know and so I don't think my parents really understand the like obviously I'm not there and not everyone makes a crap ton of money obviously it's just a job but it is possible for photographers to make a good income. And it's like there's photographers in this world because they make good money, you know? Um, and it really is about how much work you put into it, how much, you know, how hard you're working. Um, that really depends on your, I guess my my parents would say like stability, you know? So that was also kind of like a hurdle for me as an Asian being a photographer. My parents were, I mean, they still probably aren't very happy with me doing photography. But, you know, I this is I didn't tell them this, but I keep telling myself, like, listen, I am almost 30 years old. I'm 24. But like still like I, I I'm a grown ass woman. You haven't paid my bills in years. I'm, um, I'm a whole married woman. You know, like my bills are paid. You know,
0: I mean, to, I mean, I'm about like, to say that's it. That's and I think that's something that a lot of people in our generation are realizing as we get older. The influence of our parents kind of lessens. In a sense, like not in a bad way, but in a kind of cleansing way, I think, because it's like, like my, when you were talking about your parents, I was thinking about my dad. And when I first started podcasting and he was the same way, it's like, it's a hobby. But for me, it's like a segue into bigger opportunities. And that's kind of always the way that Samra about Samra and I have always looked at the show. It's like an opportunity to spread stories like yours and to raise awareness on different issues that we care about and to further our creative careers in the future. We can put this on our portfolio and like not everybody can say that they run and produce and, you know, have a successful running podcast that is continuously growing. And I think for like our pants generations, being creative wasn't an option as a full-time job. Mm-hmm. like that wasn't a thing so it's very hard for them to understand how if you do it's the same thing with a regular job if you work at it and become really good and become the subject matter expert on what you're doing you could either make what you're making at that nine to five job or even more exactly so you know. and I think yeah. like it. it is good to like keep some of their advice like the more logistical advice, like, you know, make sure that you're making enough money to pay your bills, right? Da, 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 and understand that it can do it full time, like you may not be able to afford all the luxuries that you might be used to. And you might have to cut back. Like, I think all of that is good advice. Mm-hmm. But I think the part where it could be a little toxic is when it's kind of like that thing in your ear where it's like, oh, my gosh, they're so right. Like, this is a dumb idea. I shouldn't be doing it. And it kind of like puts you down. So I right. think even you getting over that hump is, like, a really big big yeah. in my opinion. Yeah.
2: And it was, like, a kind of, like, a surprise for me. Because guess what my mom did when she was, like, a young adult? Like, she was an opera singer. So, like, you would think, you know, she wasn't a doctor or a lawyer or, like, those stereotypical, like, quote, unquote, like, Asian, like, you know, those, like, jobs that a lot of Asians parents want you to be um but so it's like why is it that you can be a creative when you were growing up like you could do what you wanted to do as as a creative because like opera singers aren't you know it's not a quote-unquote tra- traditional job and I can't do what I want to do and be creative in my own way
0: um so that was surprising but you know I've actually I- seen like when in like those types of situations. It's more that, like, because she, she's still an opera singer. She's not. She, like, got married and then just kind of said sayonara, like, bye. Another thing they I yeah. see in, like, those past our parents' generations where it's, like, if they were the creative and they were, like, the starving artist trope or, like, struggling artist trope, it's they don't want that for their kids. And they right. want you to go do bigger and better things when it's you kind of have to remind them I'm not you and also it's a risk I'm choosing to take like going I know all I know all the things that can go wrong but I still want to give it a shot So I think it's more of like the parental protection in that yeah yeah
1: so I agree because sometimes you end up finding out the tea when you start doing things that you want to do everyone's like you know, when I was your age, I did it, And it's like, oh, you did. <laughs> it's like, right. so y'all all live these lines that, you know, you completely disregard at this point. You don't tell us about it. You know, it's like, do as I say, not as I do. And I think that for some of us, you know, lucky enough to like be their Spitting image of their parents like I guess it works out but there's I think there's way more situations like ours where it's like yeah I do love you guys I respect your opinion
2: but also I have to do my own thing (laughs)
1: yeah
2: I gotta learn my own lessons I gotta make my own mistakes like if photography is a mistake I I learned the lesson like if my mom wants to say you know I told you so I could just be like whatever but (laughs) it honestly has brought me so much joy just like the amount of support and just like joy that this job has given me like and even the sheer amount of people that I have gotten to meet through photography that I am so lucky to call my friends now. Like I would have never had that if it wasn't for photography, you know? So yeah. it's just been a huge blessing. And I mean, I i don't think I'll ever regret starting photography. Like I freaking love it so much, you know?
0: Right. And it opens all of these doors, like you were saying, and because i was mm-hmm. thinking at the back of my head, like, yeah, all the people that, we meet when we go to podcasting conferences and all the know. different types of connections that we make, and all the people that the exciting people like you, we get to interview and like learn about their lives and then invest in them and their lives. And they invest in us and our lives. I just love the community aspect of being a creative. Like that's my favorite part about it. Period.
1: Yeah. I was muted, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, speaking of being creative and exciting things, what are you most excited about in your future with your career in photography? Also, I want to know, like, do you think you'd ever apply for PA school again or like look into that again? So I've I've
2: been kind of toying the idea Um I I think I want to try again just to prove to my parents I know that's so bad like I shouldn't want to do it just to like be like look mom like I did it but it's almost like to them and to myself I think um I am a very competitive person especially when it comes to like competition with myself um so I think I would try again maybe just one more time just to see if I can but I really haven't fully made that decision um so we'll see how it goes the application cycle I think has opened so I have till November to decide if I want to apply so we'll dun,
0: dun, dun. I know <laughs>
2: but like, I'm just so focused and happy with photography right now that I'm just like is it really worth you know paying all these application fees and being stressed out about it I don't know but you know I'm just honestly living day day to day enjoying it
0: you know and even if it wasn't this cycle there's al- there's always going to be more cycles if right. you really ever wanted to exactly. try it again so
2: yeah it doesn't I think my parents kind of have this idea that like you have to have a career and like have have a stable income by your mid-20s and like have a job by your mid-20s so it's but it's like who cares like i don't know i'm i i guess i'm kind of mooching off of noah
0: shout out to noah man yeah, <laughs> hey, one? that is real? not mooching that <laughs> is a relationship that's a partnership
2: yeah <laughs> period it's a partnership like you're married (laughs) yeah true 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 so i mean if all and the thing about noah is like he's so supportive of like everything that i do so it's like if and he has told me this so many times like if photography doesn't work out like it's okay like you know he's gonna be here and he'll just we'll figure it out together and he's just
0: he's so amazing you know the goals cries and single i'm just just kidding i really love being single right now i'm like on my single girl train so but i am so happy for you and that you found someone like that who will support you through like the ups and downs of like being a creative because not everyone will do that so right right it's really awesome amazing freaking we have we stand, now um he has to listen to this episode now. He has. It's really all about Noah right now. I'm yeah. Kidding. It really is. Are we like a Noah fan club? Like, I am. So, I think you're the chair and I'm the co-chair of the Noah yes. fan club. <laughs> I'm a new member. Yes. This
2: is your initiation.
1: Literally. Literally.
2: I love it. Oh my goodness. Um. But yeah, I don't know about PA school yet, but we'll see. We'll see. Cross yeah. that bridge when you get there.
1: Right. Honestly, it's just a beautiful lesson on how you can put something
2: down and then pick it back up when you're ready. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, just at my own pace. You know, I don't. I I could literally go to PA school and I'm like in my 40s. You know, people do it. People really do. So nothing's
1: impossible. And fuck the timeline oh
2: yeah this is my life you know my Uh, life and my timeline isn't the same as other people so and that's okay
1: and we're all just like you said living our lives day by day and just hoping
0: we make it to the next one right you know at this point (laughs) (laughs) i'm just trying to see tomorrow i'm trying to figure out my money by tomorrow By yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Oh my goodness. Well, Hileem, it has been such an honor to have you on our show today. It's been an honor being here, y'all. Yes, and we want to give you the opportunity to shout out all the things. If you don't know that Hyelim is a photographer by now, did you even listen to the episode? Right. <laughs> Paying attention. This is your test. Right here. So shout out all the things. Tell our listeners all the places they can find you and yeah. go.
2: <laughs> well, you can find me on Instagram. Mostly I'm the most active there. Um, it's Hyleem Photography or Hyleem Photo underscore um, H-Y-E-L-I-M. By the way, not a lot of people know how to spell my name,
0: but I um, definitely butchered it when we first met.
2: Yes, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Um, and on Facebook, it's Hyline Photography and on, My website is linked in my Instagram. It's too long. I I will not try to. You know, you you're not even gonna remember it. So it's and- Instagram.
0: Yeah, and we'll link all the things in the description oh, yeah. in the show notes. So amazing. Just cl- you just got to click a button. That's just click it. it's Just click a button. It's easy. Yeah.
1: Right. And tell us when the next What the Ed Stop podcast drops so we could promote it on our platforms and, you know, I'll yeah.
2: go check out what okay. you got going on. Yeah. I'm going to say this Sunday. So that gives us a timeline to work with. It's coming this that's- day, I promise you okay i'm not allowed to have my word (laughs) well read y'all have my word okay we got got the exclusive we love it you heard it here first right
1: (laughs) well just so y'all know high leaves podcast will already be
0: out by the time this episode airs (laughs) we
2: can just yank it
0: everything the 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 crazy crazy uh, stories y'all yes well, thank you again, Hyleen, for being here. And we'll see y'all next time on the next episode of She Well Red. Bye. Thank you for listening today.
1: We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at She While Red to stay in the loop. Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our P.O. Box 1725 Gardendale, Alabama, 35071.
0: And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to shewellreadqa at gmail.com or post about it in our Instagram group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a five-star review for today's episode.